Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Forex with Alison and Chris. This is our last episode this season. We're going to be back in mid-August, so thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, just so you know, we're still going to be live on our social media channels over the summer, though. So catch us uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, we hope you have a lovely summer and uh, a lovely winter for our listeners in the Southern Hemisphere. Thanks again. Hi, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Forex. I'm Alison, and today Chris and I will be discussing a hot topic, how much the top Forex traders make. Hey Chris, how's it going? Hey Alison, yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. Fantastic. But yeah, that's right, we've done done a fair amount of research, and we found that various factors influence how profitable the different types of traders are. We've considered both those who work for companies such as banks and you know and hedge funds and we've also looked at independent real t- retail traders um, uh, who trade directly on the markets and the difference is if you're a salary trader at a company like a hedge fund or an investment bank then you're you get a base salary and then you get a commission on top of that um, and these roles include day traders hedge fund managers quant traders and you know working as a salary trader has many benefits um, you can use the company's existing tools and strategies. You know, they have really advanced um, uh, computer systems um, and they often have their own bespoke uh, trading platforms. And you can take part in company-wide trading and mentoring programs. And probably the most critical thing here is you avoid risking your own money. Mm. Um, you can risk somebody else's money. And, uh, and you can really grow your career. Um, it's a fantastic learning experience. Uh, plus, you also have a reliable salary, even if you win or lose, um, and and health and pension benefits that come with it. Exactly. But it's not all rosy. I mean, there are some downsides to being a professional trader. Um, and as many professional traders report, if you don't meet those company profit targets, then you'll probably have to deal with more rules and restrictions and you'll probably be observed more closely as to how you're trading and um, what trading decisions you're making. Um, There's less flexibility than if you're trading on your own. So, um, you know, if you've watched the TV show Billions, um, these these movies and and series make it seem like the role of a trader is glamorous and... uh, uh, but it's it's still a regular job, and you have hours that often go beyond the nine to five. Yeah. Um, and and then of course, if even if you do do well, then you only get a percentage of those profits, um, and it's it's often paid as a bonus rather than getting to keep all of them, like you do if you're a uh, if you trade on your own. Yeah, exactly. If you're a retail forex trader, rather than getting paid a salary, um, you're going to trade and invest your own money. And you're going to pay yourself for the profits of your trades. So there's a few benefits to this. I mean, there's, you know, you're obviously much more flexible. Uh, you can work from anywhere with an internet connection. You can trade anytime the market is open, 24 hours a day, five days a week uh, for Forex trading. And there's no limit on your earnings. Um, so if you have a profitable strategy and you know what you're doing and you're experienced and you're successful, there's no limit on the amount you can earn. Um, this is assuming you have um, the capital available to trade. Uh, to begin with, of course, but um, we've got to remember here, you know, that you know, as we often discuss, forex trading is risky, right? With some really significant downsides. Yeah, and they, yeah, and the downsides really are huge. I mean, as you said, you're risking your own money, um, and this often leads to quite high levels of stress, and it leads to 
uh, emotional trading. So, so traders get very highly stressed and the emotional trading then leads to often higher losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike the companied, um, uh, the companies that, that have salaried employees, there's less security because you can't rely on the base salary being automatically paid each month. Um, and this is especially true if you have a bad month. Um, so yeah, that, that further adds to the stress. Mm-hmm. And uh, although there are plenty of educational resources available on YouTube, um, you know, most, most, most uh, brokers provide resources for free, you're going to have to look for them yourself and you're going to have to go through your own educational process, knowing where to start and, um, you know, how to go about it uh, rather than them being handed to you like they do at the companies. And then you'll need to find and develop your own tools and your own trading strategies. And you'll need to then, you know, look at the different ways you're trading and and see where you're failing and and, and seeing which strategies work so that you can improve your trading performance. And it's, it's not so easy. No, it isn't. Retail forex trading is not easy. Um, but let's just have a quick look at the numbers. Let's have a look at the salaried first. According to Indeed, which is a company that collects these kind of figures, the average salary of a U.S. professional forex trader is about 98000 a year, uh, plus about 25000 in commissions. Um, City Trader uh, reported a top salary of 196000 uh, which is a fair amount of money. And according to Payscale, traders can earn an average of $80,935 with bonuses, commissions. And with profit sharing, they often add another $41,000, which is also uh, pretty decent. Um, mm-hmm. Base salaries often range from as low as $47,000 uh, annually to as high as $160,000. So they're sort of all within the same sort of range. Yeah, they are. Glassdoor has reported similar figures as well. Average salary of about 90000 uh, with additional compensation of 32,000. Uh, interestingly, one of the outliers here, Zip Recruiter, they found a low average for professional forex traders at 60,000 a year. And they have a really low uh, base uh, starting out salary of 16,000. But this can range all the way up to 148. So it obviously varies quite significantly um, between companies. Um, yeah, but in, but in the world of uh, retail forex trading, then the, the divide is even bigger, I would say. So yeah. while while the employed trader earns a base salary plus bonuses and commissions, obviously as an inter- independent or retail trader, your salary will basically be the profits of your trades. This means that there are quite a few things to consider as a retail trader. Um, firstly, your return on investment or ROI. Um, and this is the profit on the money you make when you trade. So if you draw that profit, then that would be sort of counted as your salary, which is different to obviously if you're a professional forex trader. Yeah, yeah. And, and this return on investment, your rate of return can vary dramatically. And this depends on your trading style. So you long term a positional trader, or you're a swing trader, a day trader, you're a scalper. Um, you know, short term traders usually try to make more per trade, but then they often risk more per trade. And your trading frequency is going to be something you're going to have to think about as well. The number of trades you make is also going to affect your average return. So if you make one trade with a 50% return, but that is the only trade you make in your week, your overall ROI is going to be lower than if you're trading consistently and making profits consistently. Um, And finally, with ROI, you need to think about your leverage. You know, many active traders, you know, you're going to use forex traders, you're going to use leverage. And this allows you, obviously, to trade larger positions with smaller account balance. And this also means your returns can be higher. So your level of leverage is going to drastically affect this. But also your level of leverage, if you've got high leverage, you know, this can really increase your risk of loss. So your leverage will have a massive impact on your on your ROI as well. 
Exactly. And um, uh, as a traditional investor who isn't using leverage, they often make a return of 5 to 10% per year on their investment. But a day trader or swing trader might have a goal of making a return of 10% a month, which is significantly different. Um, and uh, these um, investments um, or sort of return on investments come with different requirements regarding the time that you put into trading and investing, as well as the risk appetite that you have. And these are very important things to consider when you're deciding what salary that you'll, you'd like to earn as a trader. Yeah, so once you have a target profit of what you'd like to make, you need the next step towards calculating what your salary would be as a retail trader is to think about your starting capital. So if you wanted an average return of 5% a month, um, this return is going to be very different if you start with 5,000 than rather than starting with 500,000. So a 5% return on 5,000 is only 250 bucks. Um, and if you multiply that by 12 to get your total yearly profit, then you're going to have 3,000 a year. You know, look, if you compare that with a traditional investing, that's a return of 60% on your initial investment. So it's an incredible rate of return. You're not going to get that with stocks and shares. Uh, but look, it's not enough for you to quit your day job. But if you have 100000 a 5% return is going to be $5,000 uh, a month. And over a year, $5,000 a month adds up to $60,000. And this is a much more reasonable starting salary for a trader. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't need to withdraw your profit straight away, um, this is when things get more interesting. And the reason for this is, of course, because then your account balance will benefit from compounding. So if you start with an account balance of $100,000 and had an account balance of 126000 by the end of the year, then you'd have a much higher starting capital for the next year. And of course, this means that the profit at the end of the following year will be, say, 2, 5 or 10% of 126,000 rather than 100,000. And again, if you leave it year after year after year, this is this is basically how, how Forex traders make money. And this is how, you know, they're in for the long haul. They don't simply mm -hmm. withdraw their profits once, once they make their profits. Yeah, so a lot of Forex traders will start with, they won't quit their day jobs and they'll start with relatively low amounts of capital. And it's only once they let this compounding continue for a few years in a row that then they can start considering quitting their day jobs. And, yeah. and you'll see the, the benefits of this compounding come through quite quickly after, after four or five years of compounding. Um, if, as long as you continue to be profitable, uh, you can start considering um, being a full-time forex trader. Yeah. That's the idea anyway. Um, but the other thing you've got to consider here is your trading costs, as these are going to cut into your profits. And, you know, and your profits are going to be your salary here in, in this case that we're talking about. And uh, for, you know, day traders and swing traders and forex traders, you know, uh, most of you out there listening to this, the costs that your broker charge um, are going to be the spread. Um, you know, this is going to be charged every time you make a trade, the difference between the ask price and the bid price. Uh, we've created a video on this topic. I think, Alison, you've put something together, haven't you? Yeah, quite a um, while ago we, we talked about spreads. Um, yeah, and yeah. yeah, I was going to say we put a link to that in the show notes for anybody who wants to have a look at that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wants a better understanding of spreads, uh, commissions. This is quite common if you're um, trading on a raw spread account or with an ECN broker. Um, these are usually charged um, uh, when you open a trade and when you close a trade, and they're also charged on other assets, uh, so non forex assets. So if you're trading stocks or ETFs, you'll often have to pay a commission as well. Um, the other cost you've got to think about is swaps. 
and this or overnight interest. There's an interest rate charge positions that are held overnight. So if you're a positional trader, if you're going to be holding uh, holding a trade for weeks or months at a time, you've really got to consider this because it means every night you're going to be charged a small amount or even a large amount depending on the asset that you're trading uh, by your broker. And these can really pile up over time. Yeah. And particularly for beginner traders, I think they don't realize quite how these different trading costs affect their profitability, but it is really something to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And this brings us to how much independent Forex traders make. So we've talked about the factors that um, influence your profits, but, but how much do they actually make? So according to a study by the French financial markets regulator, nearly as we know, 90% of Forex traders lose money. Well, we've mm -hmm. got a range of between 75 to 90% we have on our websites. Um, and that's also based on sort of large studies that have been performed. Um, but this particular study analyzed the trading activity of 15,000 traders over a period of four years. And it concluded that only 10% of traders made a profit. Um, and the study also found that the average loss of these losing traders was 10,900 um, euros, while the average gain of the profitable traders was uh, sixteen thousand nine hundred euros. So it's quite a it's 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 quite interesting how much um, the loss of the losing traders was compared to the gain of the profitable traders, which was sixteen thousand nine hundred. But it's not yeah. a huge amount. But again, the study doesn't really talk too much about how much uh, whether there was compounding and um, you know how much capital they had put in. So so it's not quite clear from the study, but Interesting still to see those figures. Yeah. And there's another study by the NFA, the National Futures Association in the United States, found that 70% of retail forex traders lose money, which I think is more in line with, with the figures that we see. Um, yeah. The study analyzed, is this based on 100,000 forex accounts? Um, and it found that the average loss was about $15,000, while the average gain was about 21000 So actually quite similar to the French study. Mm. But again, it's not clear what, what sort of starting capital these traders came and started off with. Mm. So I think the, the moral of the story here is uh, we know that most Forex traders lose money. Um, and if you don't want to be one of that percentage, then you know you need to educate yourself and you need to have good risk management. Um, but that you're probably not going to end up making uh, incredible amounts of money uh, no. very quickly. No, not in the beginning anyway. But uh, no. it could be something that you grow into as, as a... Um, sort of more full-time career after quite a lot of practice, I would say. So just to go into a few of the top Forex traders um, and, and how well they do, these are obviously um, among a fraction of a percent of retail traders. Um, and there are people who've persevered after they've failed, they've learned from their mistakes, um, and they've taken quite big risks but they mm -hmm. are now uh, very successful role models and, and people that uh, a lot of tra Forex traders look up to. And the first is Paul Tudor Jones, and he is probably by far one of the most skilled Forex traders around. And he took advantage of the market crash that occurred in October of 1987, and he's considered to be one of the wealthiest living traders. Um, according to studies in 2018, his net worth was estimated at $4.5 billion. Um, and as you may have expected, he didn't start at the top. So he was born in 1954 and he studied economics at the University of Virginia. He graduated in 1976 and began his career in the financial world working the trading floor as a clerk. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> started Quite low there. down, started low, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of these guys who started in those trading floors. You know, they're, they're the ones who, you know, this is where a lot of the, a lot of these guys start their, make their way. And there's number two, which many people have probably heard of here on our list, is George Soros. He's one of the industry's most notorious figures. Uh, he earned a reputation as being one of the most skilled and ruthless uh, forex traders ever. Um, and one event in particular which solidified his reputation was when he Jen made a, a billion pound profit uh, from shorting the pound. Um, this was in, in 1992. It's a day that's known as Black Wednesday, September the 16th. And uh, it's still known to this day as the, the, the trade that broke the Bank of England. But yeah, he made a, he did he did break and he caused an economic crisis in the United Kingdom. But he made but he made a billion he made a billion dollars off of it. So uh, yeah, he, yeah, obviously a very incredibly successful forex trader. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, very interesting. Um, and then you've got Bill Lipschitz, our last um, our last trader. So he earned his profits in the forex sector of uh, Salomon Brothers in the nineteen eighties. And he's, he's a good example of someone who started out with no experience in the currency markets. And again, through perseverance and dedication, he developed a safe and intelligent strategy and he became very successful. And he actually earned the nickname of the Sultan of Currencies. Um, and he sees the Forex market as psychological, which is something uh, a lot of traders um, understand. Um, and although he pays attention to the fundamentals, he doesn't overlook market perception and he often says that it influences price action significantly. So it's something he's very well tapped into. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good one to study as well. Mm. But um, you know, just a quick note here at the end of this. Um, look, trading is often an option to earn more money on the side, I think. Uh, I think I think it's what we're saying here. Mm. Um it can replace a full-time income, but like it's really important to be aware of the risks involved here. All the numbers above, we're assuming that a trader is being consistently profitable, mm. uh, and but this is really difficult to achieve, as we just said from the you know those statistics from the NFA and the French Futures Association. You know, the, you're going to make the wrong trade. The market's not going to react the way you expect. You're going to close a trade too early or too late. All of this is going to cut into your profits, which means it's really unlikely that you're going to make a consistent profitable return every month. Yeah. So you, you basically need to make sure that you manage your risk well, as you've said, and really educate yourself and um, and work on a solid trading strategy or trading plan that works consistently. Um, and don't don't be in a hurry and don't be impatient. A lot of these forex traders, um, you know, when when you look into the, the professional forex traders, one of the key skills is that they are extremely patient. Um, so yep. they're not in a hurry. They know when to enter a trade. They know when to exit a trade. They know how to set their stop losses and they take profits and uh, and they really wait for those those trades to 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 run before they just enter out of impatience or fear or greed. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's something uh, it always brings me back to something Chris Weston said, uh, the chief analyst at Pepstone, when he was on the podcast a couple of months ago, and he was saying, in your first year of forex trading, all you want to do is survive. Right, you don't want to. Don't look to be making a profit. Look to learn, and look to end end your year in the same amount of money that you started the year with, or close to. So don't don't, as you're saying, Alison, patience is a virtue here. Yeah. Um, don't try and jump to this. If you're not making profits immediately, don't worry. That's perfectly normal. Yeah. Um, just make sure your losses aren't too big. 
Yeah, I almost see it as like quite a, a fun sideline. That's how I always view my own trading. You know, just a, it's a fun yeah. sideline gig in the beginning, and you just yeah. enjoy learning those ropes. It's so much fun. It's so it's so interesting. So so see it like that. You know, in the beginning, and don't have this huge expectation um, because you're going to get disappointed and you're going to lose a lot of money if you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you come in with huge expectations and you try and make your trading fit to those expectations, you're, you're right. You're probably going to make significant losses. Um, so, yeah, lower your expectations. And, and as you say, Alison, try and enjoy it. Mm. Um, and just a reminder that this is our final podcast of the season. And we'll be back mid-August. So wishing all our um, listeners in the Northern Hemisphere a lovely summer. And I guess a lovely winter to all our Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> we hope it's not too cold for you. We hope yes. it's not too cold for you. Yeah. And we, as you say, we'll be back back mid-August uh, with our next season. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun, Alison. I'll speak to you. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a good one. And we'll speak to you again uh, in August. And thank you so much to our listeners. Yes, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.